Kalani, congratulations on the win. Uh, what was the difference? Give up 42 points in the first half, just seven in the second half. What was the difference? Well, the difference was Elisha Tuyaki making adjustments at halftime. And uh, you know, our guys, okay. it, it wasn't so much the scheme adjustments. It was just right now? Focus on fundamentals. I mean, well, uh, doing we the best to get we. Uh, scheme wise, but um, I think, uh, you know, it started off good. And um, it was just a little interesting because at the beginning of the game, there are no TV timeouts. So things are rolling really quickly. And so uh, I think our guys got a little fatigued and started to miss tackles when you get tired, you start to forget your technique. And um, once we were able to kind of gather ourselves, I mean, the second quarter was was really harsh for me to see as a coach. And I know everybody was, you know, a little pissed off at that uh, second quarter. But halftime, the guys gained their composure. We talked about adjustments and we talked about utilizing uh, more personnel, more people on the field. That's what we, we do. We keep our guys fresh, and uh, it just happens that our guys made some plays, and we were able to get some turnovers in the second half, and get a turnover on down on downs, and uh, that was a difference for us. And our offense uh, stuck to it. We we're aggressive. Oh, the game plan, I, I, I love. I mean, <clears throat> when our offense get the ball that many times, I think you're going to do pretty good. So uh, I thought they took care of the football. And, uh, the difference was the turnover on downs, and and. Um, the turnovers all together. So, uh, but uh, credit to our players and credit to our coaching staff for making the adjustments on defense and uh, finding ways to, to get this win. I mean, that's the stat line doesn't really look that favorable, but uh, second half, I think we can, we can play uh, good sound football like we did in the second half. We'll be, we'll be fine for most of the games. You touched on this, Kalani, but how big was that fumble that Uriah caused? and? and then recovered, setting up the offense and able to make it a two-score game there early in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, credit to Virginia, they're, they're making a lot of plays. I mean, they, they, they're miss, making us miss tackles and they're uh, trying to keep things balanced. I know they're trying to, uh, you know, they're, they're usually going to throw the ball, but uh, I think they're committed to trying to run the ball a little bit tonight. And, um, and we just had to make it really hard for them. I, I think they had... If you look at it in the first half, they had just those big plays, and we didn't make it difficult for them. And I, I think uh, it's like one missed tackle, and then it was a touchdown. And um, you know, we got a little aggressive. We played a little man defense, and we tried some things and did some pressures, and uh, they, they bit us, you know. But uh, I, I just like our guys being aggressive and trying different things, but also making adjustments and uh, relying on our offense is clicking like that for us to play complimentary football, and that's what happened in the second half. Kalani, can you can you touch on uh, Jaron Hall's progression and evolution as a passer? He had career high in passing yards for you guys tonight. It, it just seems like he's getting more and more comfortable with the playbook and and with reading the defenses. Yeah, I, I think um, game time that just that just happens. You know, guys get more comfortable playing the game and more comfortable making adjustments and and. I mean, I'm, I'm going to make an excuse for Jaron. He's been banged up. You know, this is when he's fresh and he can go. He, he's, he's a much different player. And, and um, you know, when, when we were in a position where he was banged up and, and Baylor wasn't cleared to go, we, we, we had to protect him a little bit. And, um, and then, you know, we relied on, on Tyler to make some plays for us. But uh, our game is going to have to be focused on, on the quarterbacks being able to, to, to make plays for us. And, and um, sometimes uh, – 
just takes a little bit more experience, a little bit more time for those guys to, to progress. And um, I think, I think A-Rod's an, an amazing coach and, and uh, more time with him and, and getting these young guys more opportunities to play. Uh, I think we can do some really good things. I mean, 66 points isn't, isn't too bad. As he's, as he's gained that experience, what's really stood out about how his command of the offense? I just think timing, like it's just, he, he seems to know where to go with the ball, uh, no matter what the defense does. And, and defensively, um, Virginia did a lot of different things, you know, and, and uh, try to confuse him. And they brought some pressure also, and um, he made him pay. I, I think you, to have a quarterback that can, can see things and, and uh, can go through the progression in, 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 in the passing game, uh, that's, that's hard to do. And these guys have done it. And I, I feel comfortable with all the quarterbacks doing that, but I'm just I'm happy to see Jaron make that move and, and um, create some space with his legs too. And, and, and through, made, I thought he made good decisions. I, I mean, it's a couple of times where he probably shouldn't have thrown the ball a couple of times, but uh, I mean, he, he, we, we trust him. So uh, just, let's just see what, what happens. I think he's getting better every week. So hopefully we can see him you know, perform again and, and improve next week. Jay and then Mitch. Hey, Bronco, or, I mean, hey, Kalani, when we weren't talking about Bronco coming back, we were wondering if your, your offense could was equipped to get in a shootout with, with their offense. You, you feel like uh, you guys answered that loud and clear tonight? Well, I mean, two defensive coaches don't really like shootouts, right? <laughs> and um, I think the first half wasn't what I wanted. The first quarter, yeah, but uh, – the second quarter I didn't like, and it was just big plays on defense that were given up and some mistakes. But uh, I think the offense just had to be ready to have a shootout no matter what. And um, I'm glad they did. You know, um, I just uh, defensively, we had a lot of guys that were banged up and weren't able to go. And that's just the game. But at the same time, we have to believe in our depth. And, and sometimes um, I think in the first half, we had guys playing tired when they should have just rested. And second half, uh, we utilized all our personnel. We, we rotated guys in there, kept them fresh. And that made the difference for us. Um, when, you, when, you're, when you're fresh and you can play. And, and it wasn't really the, the amount of plays. It was just back-to-back uh, -back and quick quick scores by our offense. There's not a lot of rest time. And a lot of our guys play special teams. And, and we're not going to rotate on special teams. We need to rotate on defense. And we just had to lean on some second and third stringers and, and – uh, uh, you know, second stringers made, made made some plays. I mean, look at the turnovers that Drew Jensen had. He seems to have a great uh, feel for the passing game and how to defend. And um, you know, all our guys played really well. And just there's mistakes, but it was really one quarter that that uh, I, I really wish we had back. Mitch, go ahead. Kalani, five touchdowns for for Tyler Algier. What? What makes him such a special player for you guys? He's just, he's tough, man. And and uh, he has a lot of speed. I think people misunderstand that, that they don't really realize that he's a big body, but he can run, he, he can fly. So that's that's dangerous when he can get to the next level. And uh, he broke some tackles tonight and, and, and played hard. And he's a little sore. I, I said this before that um, we're going to need him to do that, you know, and, and um, uh, I think I think we have to be smart with him, but he's willing to to, to dish out the punishment and find ways. And uh, it's just a matter of time before he finds an opening, and then he finds a crease and turns it into a big big play. 
You mentioned Drew Jensen, uh, Drew, uh, Alden Tofa, John Nelson, some guys that maybe are lesser known on this defense making big plays in the fourth quarter. How, how satisfying was that to see them rise the occasion and, and take on that, that role in that spot? It was great. I, I thought, um, and, that, and that's, that was the adjustment, really. We, we had a great game plan. We just cannot play tired. And, and when you're going against Temple, we just need to rotate guys, and, and we need to trust those guys to play. I mean, they made plays tonight, you know, so we, we talk about our depth, and uh, I, I know guys want to play as many plays as they can, but I think it's important to, for them to trust the backups and, um, you know, to, to let them get in there and make plays. I, I was, I'm really proud of our guys and, and their belief in each other and their buy-in to what, uh, on defense, what Elisha Tuyaki was asking them to do, and then on offense, what A-Rod was doing, and, and obviously special teams with with what Ed does there. So uh, I have great coaches. They did a great job tonight. They performed well. and But, you know, we, we, we're going to work on some things and get better, but just really relishing the win right now, and we'll, we'll learn and get better next week. Eric and then Ron. Kalani, what was your interaction like with Bronco and with the, the former BYU guys, your friends, some of these guys that you've known? What was that like before and after the game? Really good. I mean, uh, Bronco was awesome um, before and after the game. And um, he, I, I know he has a lot of love and appreciation for this place. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy that, that the fans showed him the love and the, and the warm um, welcome that he deserves. And really proud of our fans and that I know it meant a lot to him uh, it meant a lot to me and I know it means a lot to to that staff you know those guys were, were welcomed and and it was it was a great game uh, I mean defensive coaches don't really like this game but it felt like an old school BYU type of game and um, you know that's <laughs> I, I'm just trying to make sure that we play at our best and that uh, this, these type of explosiveness in, in, the, in the second quarter I think that was where we gave up tons of points um, doesn't happen again, but I don't want it to overshadow the, the fact of how happy I am, how they, how well they played the second half, how they bounced back, and also the, how consistent and, and really nice the, the way the, the offense was working. I, I was really pleased with that. So, um, you know, just felt really good. We, we, we can win a lot of games if we do that. Well, along those lines, I wanted to ask about big picture, seven and two at this point, heading at the end of October. You have been dinged up, and your depth has come through strong, and you've been able to, to win seven games. What's it like to have the program at the point where you're able to rely on that like you have this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we're really happy with the depth, but I, 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 I don't want to keep testing it. You know, I think the depth is good, and, and let's just keep uh, getting better, but also getting some guys back. And um, but, but just these guys believe in each other, man. They work hard for each other. and, and uh, yeah, just, I just I feel like we're developing really, really well as a program overall. And um, we just keep focusing on, on, on all the little details. All that stuff adds up and, and will allow us to, to take bigger steps towards what we want to accomplish. And um, culturally, I'm really proud of our team. I, I love the players leading this group and, and um, the buy-in. So we'll just keep working and try to keep things positive and, and – uh, learn as much as you can. I think feedback and criticism is really good for our guys, but uh, only if we learn from it. Okay, we'll do last two quick questions from Ron and then Ben. 
Kalani, usually we see Gunner um, and Puka as the deep threats tonight. Tonight we saw Samson get involved in the action a lot. What can you speak on about how big of a role he's played um, and how well he's been able to impact the offense since coming over from Utah? Well, Sam, Samson's, first of all, he's been a deep threat for us. He just hasn't been completely healthy. And this week he's been healthy. So, uh, you know, he's been banged up. And you just never can tell from him from him because his, his appearance and his excitement, his energy is just is, – it's – I don't know if anyone can match that, but it's, it's amazing. But um, he's been banged up, and, and, and uh, when he's healthy and ready to go – and, and can play every down and, and start like he did tonight, man. He's dangerous. He's been doing that for years. And so it's good to see him get out there and play. But the energy, what I appreciate the most from him is the energy and the excitement that he has for his teammates when they make plays, um, regardless of which phase. It doesn't matter, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, that guy burns a lot of calories because he's all over the place. He's talking to special teams. He's talking to the juice crew. He's talking to everyone. And um, you know, we, we need to bottle up that energy because it's, it's amazing. But that guy has playmaking ability that matches his energy. And so it was nice to see those guys get out and play. Gunner, it was just a we thought Gunner was going to go, but I, I think we we decided to be safe and, and, and make sure that he's got a, a bright future in football. We just need to make sure that, that we don't um, put him in, in harm's way. And so I, and we felt good. I mean, Keanu made some plays down downfield too. And, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of guys. I, I think Chris Jackson was ready to make some plays happen. He unfortunately, he had a – a targeting call on him and, and um, you know, but, but the guys that we feel deep in a lot of different positions, um, that receiver positions has been really, really good for us. And um, they have a really good coach too. Kalani, I know you touched on it briefly, um, but I, I was wondering if you could get into more specifics. It seemed like in the first half, a lot of 40 front, second half, we saw a little bit more 30 front, I believe. The two turnovers, both the forced fumble and uh, Drew, Jensen, INT were both 30 front, drop eight. And then the turnover on downs was also drop eight. Could you speak to uh, some of those specifics and what happened in the second half? Yeah, uh, we, we weren't getting enough eyes on on, uh, on the quarterback. And, uh, you know, credit to Robert and I and, and, and the offense. They, they were doing some things that really make it difficult for man coverage. We thought we could match up man to man with them, and, and it worked early. And then when the guys got fatigued, uh, they're covering forever, you know, so the, they were getting a little tired and, and they're missing tackles. Um, they were there. Uh, coverage was breaking down. And then um, Armstrong was breaking, breaking the pocket and taking off. And when you're in man, you're basically covering your guy. You don't really see, um, you don't really see what's going on when the quarterback breaks the pocket. So you're, you're susceptible to big plays. Uh, we thought it would be okay if we can kind of match it and play better, but then, they, they, those big plays turned into big touchdowns. I mean, we had a, a pressure that was a zero pressure that they broke a tackle and scored a touchdown on. So um, drop eight won the game for us. And that was Elisa Tuyaki's idea. Uh, that wasn't really the game plan, but we were going to mix in some man drop eights. He did that in the second half and held them seven points, a really, really explosive offense of seven points. I think people need to respect them a little bit more now. Okay, thanks, guys. A little bit in the second half, but still ends up with 115 points on the night. Kalani Sitake, uh, one of the crazier games you've ever been a part of, I am sure. Yeah, it felt like old school BYU a little bit. And um, uh, if, if if I could redo anything from the night would be the second quarter uh, defensively. But other than that, I thought the guys played really well. And, and I love how they bounced back. 
uh, it was good. Tight game. Um, really explosive offense that we went against. And, you know, I, I'm just so thankful that we got the win and we were able to do some really good things. I, I, just, I just think it tested us a little bit and, and uh, you know, really excited we got the win. I, I felt like we had more energy in the second half, too, as a team. And, um, and, th and then we got the energy from the fans, too. That, that was a lot of fun, though. Most points ever scored against a Bronco Mendenhall coach team, 66 tonight. Now, Virginia has scored 48 two weeks ago, 49, 48 last week, and then 49 tonight. So in a lot of ways, they did what they'd been doing. But you scored almost twice your highest point total to this point. Did you, and did you feel confident this kind of game was in you if you needed to trot it out tonight? Well, I knew that A-Rod felt good about the matchup. And, and we usually feel good about our offense. And I think we've had some opportunities this year where we're – people were playing a little keep away from us you know and and um we knew that wasn't going to be the case tonight we knew that we we're going to get uh, a lot of possessions and i thought they they you know for the be beginning of the game was awesome you know and, and um credit to virginia they they came back in the second quarter and man made some explosive plays but they were all big plays they weren't like long drives that we normally would make people earn and and uh, a lot of it was just technique issues that we had and, and uh, fatigue and so uh, I thought the guys were able to re gather themselves, and we said we we're going to test uh, our depth a little bit and keep our guys fresh in the second half. And, and I thought Elisa made some great adjustments with with Ed Lamb and Preston Hadley and General Guilford and Kevin Clune. Those guys did a great job in the second half, holding that explosive team to seven points and also generating some turnovers. So, Coach, uh, you mentioned A Rod was confident. Was and, and be honest with me on this one. I said this week that I felt really good coming to this matchup because when you were at Utah and A Rod was with you, your A Rod as part of that offense and you as part of that defense had pretty darn good success against uh, a, you know a Bronco Mendenhall defense and a Robert and I offense. Is that part of what gave A Rod and and you guys some a lot of confidence coming into this game? Is that familiarity as a staff? It did, but they're a little different. You you see the offense. You played under the same scheme, right? And so I I played under uh, the same scheme. Um, but but uh, Robert and I done some great things. I mean, I, I think he and, and, and that coaching staff did a great thing, a job of utilizing personnel different places and, and receivers running the ball, tight ends. I mean, they just had guys spread all over the place. They went empty quite a bit, motion guys in the backfield. I thought they spread the ball out really well. Um, the problem that came down to was just our tackling and, and um, uh, not, not keeping the quarterback in the pocket uh, in that second quarter. And so we felt like we needed more eyes on and. At the beginning, though, Riley, it felt like, okay, this is really good for us. Um, and we had to kind of um, gather ourselves and, and kind of evaluate what happened in that second quarter. And a lot of it was fatigue. I mean, we had we played man coverage uh, the whole first quarter we did and the second quarter we did as well. And and guys weren't making tackles. They weren't – and we weren't uh, – you know, when a quarter you – you play the game, so when a quarterback sees man coverage and he breaks contain, that thing's out the gate for a long time. I mean – um, Jaron did that to some some teams this year. They did it to ASU, did it to Utah. And so um, Armstrong did the same thing to us. And we felt like we had to change some things up in the second half because we weren't able to stay fresh. We were down some corners and, and safeties. I mean, we were down three strong safeties tonight and down, uh, obviously, Keenan Ellis hasn't played since the Arizona game. So we were down guys, and even guys got banged up um, in this game. So we had to rally back and, and figure out some different things. And, and then we asked, also just had to trust some of the guys that were third stringers to play. Uh, Shaman Willis came in and played and did some good things. And other guys stepped up, and, and we did that D-line-wise. Drew, Drew Jensen made a play. Um, but we started utilizing more personnel 
and keeping our guys fresh and that get that got the sideline more gen uh, generated more excitement and energy on the sideline. Chatting with BYU head coach Kalani Sitake, BYU goes to seven and two on the year, a uh, fifth P5 win uh, for BYU this year. Coming tonight against UVA, bringing us to our valuable stat of the game, brought to you by Economics Partners. Whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes, when your business needs a valuation, the right partner is Economics Partners. Learn more at econpartners.com, and where you can look to so many different crazy, wild, high numbers in this game. I'm going to go to the takeaway number uh, three. Plus three, Kalani, no giveaways again. Another perfect day in terms of giveaways. They were There were none, and you took it away three times. And when Virginia's scoring on almost every possession, when they end drives with uh, with, with with BYU takeaways, that's a pretty big number tonight. Yeah, and, and we, we felt like we could get some, we could steal some throws uh, uh, from quarterbacks. And, um, and we thought that we could generate some good tight man coverage. So we did a lot of things. We changed some things up in the second half, but... I really believe the first the first quarter was a really really good game plan as well. Um, we just got to keep guys fresh and keep keep our, utilizing our depth and trust our second sometimes third string guys. They they practice and get many reps and uh, th- but the, you know I was really happy with what we were able to generate defensively. I think we got a fourth down stop as well, which is a turnover. And then offensively, I, I just liked our guys taking care of the football. I, I thought um, Tyler the the punishing way that he that he plays and runs the ball uh you know just to take care of the football i i saw a couple times where the guys didn't have great ball security so i'm going to obviously criticize that and make sure that we do better but for the most part they've been on top of it all season long coach can you tell us the story of how tyler algier who when he entered the program was a linebacker how was he identified as a guy and then obviously made it to the premier, and honestly, he's climbing up the charts as one of the best backs in BYU history, but he came in as a linebacker. What did that process look out about identifying him and switching him over? Eli Satuyaki was out recruiting, watching another kid, and kept seeing a Tyler and recognizing him and how big he was and how violent he ran the ball. And um, so he kind of checked on him. He had a D2 offer and um, had tons of yards, and so Elisa worked the recruiting and he and Ed Lamb took over the recruiting we saw someone that could develop into into something special um, with with what he, how he ran the ball now when he got here um, didn't really get a look at running back and so we we moved him to linebacker and obviously he had tons of speed can make plays we had some injuries and his first love is running back so he we moved back there in 2019 and the rest is history you know we, it, it's kind of the same thing we like linebackers that can run the ball obviously Baylor's doing the same thing too. A lot of guys are doing it, and and um, uh, you know we did that with. Remember with Matt Hadley, he played yep. running back. I mean, if you look at it, a lot of linebackers could could transfer over to play running back, and just happens that um, Tyler could 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 run, and he's got tons of speed. I mean, I remember recruiting Lopini, thinking that he could play safety for me, or a rover backer, and and he's our running back. I mean, same thing with McChesney and all the guys that they, they, those guys can play defense and. It's good to have versatile guys. I mean, um, you know, I, I played offense because I had great hands. That's the only difference. Otherwise, I'd be playing defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I don't brag about myself No, that's often. not a brag, Coach. That's everybody the only knows. Thing I look, had. look they, you have receipts on that. You don't have to apologize <laughs> for letting everybody know. It's, it's getting late. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, look, a simple YouTube, and, and everybody will know what you said is right. Nobody can dispute that. You should be proud of that, man. 
So anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Greg. He, he's got sideline hands to this that day, too. as we've seen this year, too. <laughs> um, so no Gunnar Romney. So you still have Neil Pau with a touchdown catch, Samson Nakua with a touchdown catch, Puka Nakua with a touchdown catch, and the two uh, the two Nakua brothers each go for a buck 07, 107 yards. I'm not sure how many Division One FBS teams are going to have brothers on the field, each with century mark knights as receivers. That's crazy. Uh, Big-time playmaking ability. And those guys can run the ball, too. They can break tackles, big targets. Um, I just I, I love both the energy. I think they bring so much to the, to our team and our program. It's it's a pleasure to coach them. And, and I mean, we saw guys that stepped up. And, and you know, Chris Jackson was going to have some opportunities until that targeting call, um, Keanu Hill. And the, the decision to hold Gunner, I, I, he wanted to play, but I think just being smart with him and his health it was was the right move for us. And obviously you've got to see some other guys step up. But Samson earned the, the, the start uh, regardless. He's he's playing really well right now. And, um, you know, we just have a lot of guys that can play there. And we, we feel good about our depth, especially at receiver. Uh, Tyler Algiers, night tonight. Uh, Kalani, 20 yards shy of Jamal Williams' single-game rushing record tonight. Which game did Jamal do that in? Is it Toledo? It was the uh, it was the Toledo game. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. That's all right. Jamal, Jamal's got to hang on to something here. Yeah, yeah. No. Hey, Coach, Greg and I were talking about this on air a, a little bit. So next week, Idaho State, obviously. Tyler, I think he maybe caught a helmet to the thigh there a little bit. He's, he's obviously going to be fine. But you want to keep him, you know, a little bit lubricated up, keep some of the stats flowing against Idaho State. So come out, give him a decent half of work, and then – Maybe rest him. What's the? How do you handle your your guy, uh, a guy like that who's taken such volume in the last two weeks against, you know, le- obviously you respect all opponents, but Idaho State should be one where he, you could uh, use him sparingly if needed. Well, the the goal is to to perform at our best against Idaho State, knowing that we have a bye afterwards. So I expect these guys to empty the tank in this Idaho State game, uh, knowing that they're going to have another week to recover. Um, he he has some things he needs to work on too. Obviously, he dropped a, an easy play that would have been a, yeah. a probably a touchdown. Um, and so so there's a lot of things that he he needs to improve on. Even even though he made a lot of plays, I thought he did some great things in pass pro tonight. Um, he he's got to work, and and I know he'll be sore, but that that's college football, man. We're gonna need him to play, and and uh, there's there's no other thought other than doing our best and performing at our best and see what happens that game, but. Uh, you know, Idaho State, they, they they deserve all our respect. In order for us to play this game and do it the right way, we like to play a sportsmanship in class, but we also want to respect our opponents and make sure that we show up at our best. This, it, it, I loved our guys, the way they played tonight, for the most part. If we can just keep respecting our opponents and seeing, I mean, it, they realized that this was an explosive offense and the defense stepped up, especially in the second half. Offense sh- showed up the entire game. That's going to be the mindset is make sure that we get better from this week to, to next week, and it just happens to be Idaho State. Well, finally, Coach, now that you've gone through this week of Bronco Mendenhall's return to BYU and you've played the game, coached it, and won it, and seen Bronco and so many others, uh, 10 BYU guys really on, on that staff come to Provo, and, and you've had associations with some of them, some closer than others. Maybe just reflections on the week, the night, and, and how you hope that Bronco and those guys um, head back home uh, with their thoughts of this uh, of this return this evening. Yeah, just ha- have a lot of appreciation and, and gratitude to Bronco and his staff for the things that they did here. Uh, I was able to share um, uh, those thoughts with him pregame and afterwards, but 
just really proud that the fans showed him the respect that he deserves and great man it's 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 i think it's important for us to, to he represents the church and byu the right way and he happens to be out east and uh i'm a big virginia fan i want to make sure i cheer for them in every game from here on out uh, and except for when we play them i think uh they're doing amazing things there they're mentoring great uh, young men and, and building that program up to whether it's what, what it is right now and it takes that whole staff and all those all those men and, and their families appreciate what they've done here but more than anything really appreciate what they're doing out there and how they're promoting the gospel of christ and and and, and good things and how they handle themselves and uh, in the game of football so it, it's great to support him and others that are of our faith and uh and, and really uh, cheer for their success i think that's important for us to do Best of both worlds for BYU fans. They got to acknowledge and recognize Bronco uh, for his 11 years as a head coach, 13 years of service, and great success that he had. And then they get to enjoy the product that uh, gets put on the field by you and your staff and your players every week and the great success that you've had as head coach. And so uh, Cougar fans are blessed, and we're blessed to, to be able to work, work with coaches like Bronco and you that help us out so much and get the message out to Cougar Nation and put such great football on the field. So our appreciation, as always, Kalani goes out to you and, and your guys, staffers and, and, and players, and uh, making our job so much fun to do. Well, I appreciate that. And, um, I mean, this is – BYU family is wonderful, and uh, uh, just the reason why this all works is because we have the best fans in the world. That's why it works. Uh, they're the ones that drive us. They're the ones that get the recognition that, that gets us to the Big 12 and, and gets us to, to what we've been able to accomplish. Uh, I am proud and honored to be a part of Cougar Nation as a fan. I just happen to be the head coach. I'm having as much fun as I can, but I hope the fans know that these players in this locker room and this coaching staff – uh, really love and appreciate all their support. Uh, looking forward to, to uh, performing and, and entertaining them next week as well. So love you, Cougar Nation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kalani. We'll let you rest your voice, get some sleep, and we'll see you next week. Appreciate it, guys. Go Cougs.